0: Welcome to episode number 172, Encountering the Unknown Path. I'm your host, Damon Soka. Now, I normally avoid uploading podcasts during general conference weekend as we have a great deal of spiritual meat to consume, but I felt impressed to upload this one this week. So here it is. First of all, you're going to have to uh, uh, ignore my COVID voice. And as a note, if you like this podcast, could you send it on to two friends or family I would appreciate it. Now every so often in the Gospel of Jesus Christ, we run up against what I can only call the unknown path. Strangely for me, this has occurred regularly in my life and that of my family. What do I mean by the unknown path? For me, unknown paths are those moments when my plans and the Lord's plans diverge in unexpected ways. When His path suddenly interrupts my personal direction and plans, and I am redirected in often uncomfortable ways and patterns. Now, if you don't know this by now, I am by nature a planner and scheduler. I believe that most individuals afflicted with anxiety are. It is one of the natural coping mechanisms we tend to use to reduce the unknown nature of life. I like to know exactly where I'm going, by what means, how long it should take to get there, and what I am doing. I tend to plan my days probably more than most people, and although I am much better than I used to be, I can still struggle when my plans are entirely upended. Again, you can almost see the anxiety dripping from my brain. I work to ebb those feelings and to work with what comes, and I do much better now, but it seems that it is a lesson the Lord continually teaches me, and I don't think that it's just me that He teaches. These unknown roads seem to be a pattern that the Lord uses to provide for trust and faith in our lives. Trust doesn't come easy to someone with dealing with anxiety or depression, or both for that matter. That is because trust generally implies that an element of the unknown is part of the equation. And it is the unknown element of life that, for the most part, causes us anxiety. The problem we face is that to know God exists, that he loves us, and cares for us deeply, we must learn to trust and let go of the paths we cling to so heavily as our coping mechanism. And that is just plain difficult. To know God we must learn to trust in Him and to trust in Him we must accept guidance of our path. Often, very often, that guidance and path require faith that the Lord will not fail us and provide for our growth and development. However, the Lord rarely tells us our path before we have to walk it. Most often we are given just a few steps at a time, and sometimes we must actually step into the mists of darkness, hoping that solid ground and the path continues. The Lord may even cause us to reach into the void for answers and ask us to use our best judgment, and then He will cause us to know if what we're doing is correct. I'm not sure exactly how the Lord chooses, what method He uses to aid us in this development, and sometimes I wish I had more say in it. But I have learned over time to trust, slowly, I will admit, because of my previous issues with serious anxiety and depression. It is difficult to trust feelings from the Lord when you can't trust your own feelings. I feel so often that I am learning one mistake at a time, like learning a new song on the piano. When you have played every key wrong in a song, then you've probably got that particular song down. I have at times worried about my tendency to learn by or through mistakes, even though I understand that mental mental illness is no easy hill to climb. This last week I was listening to a book called Divine Patterns by Roger Connors. He said something in that book that I had never thought about when it comes to these types of mistakes I believe that I am making. He talked about Nephi and his saga to obtain the plates from Laban. Perhaps you never have, but I've always looked at Nephi's first two attempts to attain the plates as failure on Nephi's part. Maybe something akin to a mistake. And once he learned from those t- first two mistakes, then he was humble enough to obtain the plates by revelation. He noted that maybe those first two attempts were not mistakes. Maybe the Lord always intended for Nephi to learn those things and even that Nephi might have received the revelation to pursue the plates in the first two manners the first two times. This idea that Nephi might have received inspiration all three times as to how to obtain the plates introduces an interesting idea into my definition of unknown roads. The Lord might lead us down paths where we perceive that we have failed, but in so doing we have learned valuable lessons He wants to teach. Now I am not saying that the Lord ever leads us to sin. That is contrary to His nature. But Nephi's failures didn't involve sin. He just didn't obtain the plates. Could some of our roads be inspired by the Lord that we see as failures, but that He views as valuable learning experiences? Important learning experiences in our lives. If we see more deeply what was accomplished by those failures, as we might call them, then perhaps we can see how the Lord works in ways that truthfully, as the scriptures say, do not lean to my understanding. Now, while Brother Connors does not state what I am about to discuss, I think that this might have been part of his thinking. When you think about the overall journey for Nephi, it would have taken approximately three weeks for those brothers to reach Jerusalem. Even if it were two weeks, The journey would have been overall long. They had sufficient time to make plans and to vet those plans with the Lord. Ultimately, they settled on appealing directly to Laban, and then they cast lots to see who would go to discuss it with him. I am not sure why they thought one person was better than all of them, but perhaps this might have been part of that inspiration or revelation process. When you look at the first attempt, the Lord allowed Laman, the eldest, to make his approach and attempt to secure the plates. For all of the things we hang around the elder brother's necks and their wavering faith, they often did what their father asked. And Laman, in this case, actually did his part. While it ended in failure and some life-threatening moments, we see that the Lord continues to work with his children, even when they tend to be rebellious. He never gives up on them. He even sends them down these unknown roads where they learn the lesson or not. He also wanted this failure to teach a lesson to them about sticking to the task, even though you can't see why or how it might be done. Now, The second attempt by the four brothers was even more of an interesting failure. This time they used a group approach. The wealth they had left behind in Jerusalem was still in their possession, at least in the sense that they had not given it up to others. Laman and Lemuel, and perhaps even the family in general, still had a lifeline in Jerusalem Drawing them back to that city, they could have still returned to their previous lives. They had left their possessions, but had not necessarily given them away to others. I am certain that Laman and Lemuel were leaning upon that knowledge as they trudged through the wilderness with their father. Their hope was that their father would eventually give up on his foolish dreams, and they could return to their former lives. This might have been on the mindset; it might have been also the mindset of other family members as well. If this doesn't work out, they could eventually return. When they lost that money to Laban and were threatened with death if they returned, that lifeline was gone. There was no returning to Jerusalem. This foolish quest of their father that had a lifeline back to the city was now a full blown, -blown, no way back type of adventure. I believe that this is why they were so angry with Nephi and Sam. Their lifeline was now gone. It was important to the success of the mission and the journey that this lifeline of gold and silver be removed. So the second failure was only a failure to obtain the plates. The Lord needed that that monetary lifeline be removed and cut off, and for Laman and Lemuel to become committed, if only, for now, by cutting them off monetarily. So we see that both failures had purpose and design as to aid these brothers in their development. I think too often in my own life, and really everyone's life, we tend to take notice of what we perceive is a failure, but in reality is inspired by the Lord to teach us valuable lessons. Now, we know that Nephi was successful in his third attempt, but this one is where the unknown road is just plain obvious. He has no idea what to do or how to obtain the plates, and yet he just starts walking into Jerusalem, stepping into the dark, hoping there's a path. He appears to have felt led by the Lord, but I'm not sure if he is saying that post-event. Sometimes we start walking down these unknown roads not really feeling truly inspired, but not feeling that where we are walking is wrong. The Lord is leading us along so subtly that we don't recognize the inspiration at the moment, but later as we reflect back on it. This is actually something that Elder Bednar teaches. We often see revelation in hindsight but we may not see it as it occurs. We sometimes, and I will say regularly, walk down our unknown paths by revelation, but can't see or really feel that revelation until after we have walked down the pathways. For me, this thought is very comforting. I have struggled with many times with mental illness and the challenges of hearing revelation, but the Lord seems able to influence us without us really knowing that He is doing so. We also notice some other things about this third attempt. Zoram was always going to be part of the family, and the Lord needed to set that up so Zoram could travel with them. The Lord also needed a delay in the process to provide for Saraya. Saraya had a partial testimony of the travel plans, but as yet she was not entirely convinced. Perhaps she was herself in a minor depressive state. Having left everything, including what appears to be her own family, as we don't hear of any other family members traveling with the group from her or Lehi's side. When the delay occurred, and she felt that her sons may have died, she became inconsolable, and her depressive state appears to have worsened. Her words to Nephi were almost haunting, and I could see and feel her despair as she pours out her burdensome soul. However, the delay provided Soraya with an opportunity to trust, and when her sons appeared, unharmed she was fully convinced of the Lord's plans. So we can see that these unknown roads, Nephi and his brothers faced, seem to have occurred purposely, and perhaps even by inspiration. Perhaps the Lord leads us on these journeys where He has prepared a vital failure so that we might learn valuable lessons, and not just us, but those around us who are involved in the process. Maybe, just maybe, All those mistakes might not be simple miscalculations where we have not heard the voice of the Lord. Maybe we have heard the voice of the Lord and followed it to an important perceived failure, but which in the eyes of the Lord is not a failure, but an important lesson in our life's journey. Now, as I look back on my life, I can see this pattern emerge again and again even though very difficult years of college even through our very difficult years of college and early parenting what i thought were perhaps failures maybe were lessons and learning that was very necessary and helpful even though at the time they did not feel that way i can see times when i felt very lost but it seems that i was not lost as i thought i was and the lord gently guided me along even with my terrible struggles to feel his spirit and sometimes barely function in a gospel sense As long as I was trying, the Lord seems to have dictated the pathway, without me exactly knowing and seeing that He had done so, until years later. These unknown paths have been a part of my life regularly, for me, all too regularly, but they have provided something that I could learn in no other way. The truth is that we can learn faith and trust really in no other way but these unknown roads. We must face those moments of not really knowing how to come to know that the Lord is involved in our lives. It is a strange concept that we must face the unknown with faith to know the Savior and to learn to trust Him. Unknown paths are important inflection points in our lives where the Savior is truly and fully guiding our path with little intervention on our own, but they provide deep learning experiences. When I look back on how I eventually obtained my own career and my current employment opportunity, I can see these regularly perceived failures that have taught me important lessons. I actually started my career desiring to be a chemical engineer, but realized quickly quickly, that particular line of work was not going to suit me. For me, it felt like a failure as I switched to secondary education. In time, I also realized that this line of work was not going to be suitable for me to raise a family, or to have bipolar disorder. Again, even though I had felt inspired to go down this path, it felt as a failure. I took a job for a package delivery company that is now FedEx Ground, and again, another perceived failure occurred. This method of the Lord continued through several, several more attempts at various jobs, a chemist, a chemical salesman, to an MBA, through an attempt at law school, and then into my current career, It seems that my career was full of these unknown inspired paths that led to perceived failures but were really stepping stones into my current career. Even when I started in the construction management area I was not working in my current position. It took another one of those unknown road failures to lead me to my current position. I had accepted a position in Kansas City with a good company in a quality control position and really thought that this is where I would work the rest of my life. But it was here that I became acquainted and exposed to virtual construction and the technologies that would change my career path more permanently. The Lord did not desire that I stay in Kansas City, but that I was introduced to these valuable technologies that would change the whole trajectory of my career and life. What is most interesting about all of this for me is it appears to be a very consistent pattern in my life and the life of my family. We have been consistently redirected down these unknown paths requiring faith and trust where sometimes they can outwardly appear as mistakes but in reality are inspired lessons from the Lord. I could name hundreds of moments in my life where this has occurred and is still occurring. The great lesson I take from all of this is that my mental illness has not necessarily affected these learning experiences and the ability for the Lord to guide our family despite my mental illness, meaning that these unknown roads seem to be unknown for a reason, and in some ways, so that I don't plan us out of the lesson we are to learn. I take great comfort in the idea that the Lord can lead us where He wants us to go and teach us what He wants us to learn, despite serious issues with our emotional states. That is an endearing lesson for me and one that I have only been able to see as I look backwards, which is always the case with these unknown roads and revelations. We don't see the value until much later. We don't see the revelation in the hand of the Lord until we have long passed the markers on the road. It is like turning around to read the road signs that seem to be placed in the opposite direction of travel. The path is visible, the Lord's hand is visible, and so are the markings in the past. I believe that the Lord does this purposely in our lives, especially when we have debilitating illnesses that cause us to doubt our own emotions, faith, and trust in the Lord. The Lord can build trust, faith, and our emotional capacity, all while we seemingly cannot see His hand in it and might even perceive failure. Now, I hope that this doctrine, at least my personal doctrine, is helpful to you as you struggle to work with your own personal mental illness demons that you can know that the Lord is more than walking beside you, that he is truly guiding you down your own roads of perceived failure to teach you those eternal lessons we need for exaltation. May. May the Lord bless you in this week and keep you safe. For those hoping for some Spanish translation this week, I apologize. COVID and I had another difficult week that for the most part I cannot remember. I will continue my quest to get that Spanish translation up and running this week. Until next week, do your part so that the Lord can do His.